welcome everybody, or welcome back to the Your Booking Report podcast. Hopefully you're, yep, hanging in there. All right, yes, hopefully, yes, okay. Welcome back, uh, my name is Scott Deasy. Again, uh, if you're a new toonie, is that a word? New toonie into this uh, great little production. Uh, I am in my 22nd year as a representative for Justin's Yearbooks, and I'm working on year number 40 in journalism, broadcasting and so on. Four decades, yep, since my high school days, and I do it because it's all about storytelling. And boy, do we have stories to tell this year, right? Oh my gosh. So again, hopefully you're doing okay. Wherever you may be listening in, um, we're in this for the long haul. I think we all know that by now. You know, when you think about it, we've been at this for, roughly speaking, seven months And if you listen to the experts, we may have another seven months of this, really. We may only be halfway through this situation we're in. So hang in there. Don't let it get to you. We have a lot of great reasons to be doing some great yearbooking this year. I mean, think about it. You want to remember a year? This is that year. Well, in this month's episode, we're going to take a slightly different tack, something we've never covered before. But it's a a very key ingredient to uh, any yearbook, really, and it's artwork. Think about that. Uh, Your cover artwork, you know, the old line about a cover. Um, You know, you can tell a book by its cover, that sort of thing. And, of course, artwork on the inside of the book. A lot of different places you can have artwork. And so we decided we wanted to track down one of our terrific Jostens artists and talk to them about the, the kind of work that they do, which is a little different, obviously, than, than straight journalism, if you will. And I'll be the first to admit, I am not an artist. I'm not even close. I'm one of those folks I can barely draw a stick man. I mean, I'm terrible. I'm awful. And so when I see the work that our terrific Jostens artists do, I just, um, my jaw drops. It's like, wow, that's great. And in a lot of cases, they do it in an hour or less which I find even more stunning. It would take me a month to do some of the things that they do. Just incredible stuff. And so recently we talked with one of our Jostens artists, Dylan Rush. Now Dylan is one of our younger artists at Jostens. We've had some folks around for over 30 years with the company, still doing great work year after year after year. Dylan is one of our younger members, but I've worked with him personally and he is terrific. And I'm so glad that he was able to find some time to talk to us recently to talk about all the great work that he does and our Jostens artists do. And so we're going to cover a lot of ground here in this interview with some interesting perspectives here and there on some different things. But first off, let's meet Dylan. Dylan, first off, I appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to join us here on the Yearbooking Report. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, our main topic today is one that we've not covered here before, and I've wanted to, so I'm really glad that you sort of volunteered, I twisted your arm, to uh, to (laughs) join us here to talk about art, because, you know, we talk about yearbooks and pictures and art and graphics and so on, obviously a very important element, and yet I think a lot of folks really don't have any idea what folks like you and our other Jostens artists and, and so on, they have no idea what you do, so... We're going to talk about that, but let's start with some background here. Um, tell us something about yourself, maybe you know where you're from, your experience, um, how long you've been with the company, and so on. All right. Well, I grew up in Hazleton. I'm in Philly now. Um, 
I went to school at Kutztown University for communication design. Um, I, I focused in illustration and graphic design there. And then I actually got my master's there as well. And I just finished that in May. But um, I've always been interested in art, obviously. But I kind of got started when my brother, he was always drawing and I wanted to be just like him. <laughs> so I started drawing and he kind of stopped. But I just kept going. So that's kind of where I'm at today. How long have you been doing this for Justin's now? Um, I think this is my sixth year. Uh, yeah, well, I started in 2015, January 2015, so it's going to be coming up on six years. Now, folks, out of fairness, Dylan and I know each other, all right? We both kind of emanate out of the central Pennsylvania area, although, Dylan, you've now relocated to Philadelphia. Right. I guess, I don't know, one of the advantages of doing a lot of online work now is I suppose you could live in Switzerland if you wanted to, <laughs> and you could somehow do this, couldn't you? Yeah, as long as I wake up at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, okay. A, a tangent question. All righty. This insanity we've been dealing with for the last, I guess, seven months or so it's been now. Obviously, you sort of had a schedule before that. Now you have this schedule. Is it really different? Well, for me, no. Um, we started working from home about in July, last last July. Uh, so we were already set up uh, to do this kind of work from home situation. So this whole pandemic and all that didn't really change anything for me. Um, I'm still on my same schedule. And so I'm just not going to the office anymore. I'm just waking up and walking two feet to my desk. <laughs> I kind of like that, actually. Yeah. I won't lie. I like that very much. <laughs> yeah. Now you're wearing a hat. All right. I'm, I'm, I comb my hair. So anyway, yeah. we'll let that alone. <laughs> um, now I'm curious, you kind of touched on this um, a few minutes ago. I was going to ask, have you always been an artist? In other words, have you been doing this like since elementary school or, you know, did you pick it up sometime later? Now you mentioned a brother or so on. When, when did you start doing this? Um, well, like I said, just kind of growing up, maybe around like seven or eight, I started drawing. Um, just like I said, to like kind of follow my big brother. <laughs> Um, but then I didn't actually, I had, you know, small art classes in school, but I didn't have art in high school. Um, so kind of applying to colleges was a little concerning. They wanted like portfolios and everything. I didn't even have that. So I put something together quickly, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, it wasn't until college when I just started really getting to graphic design and illustration and stuff like that. But, you know, I was always doing artsy things, I guess, growing up. All right. Now I have a question or two for maybe students who are listening, who are interested in art, but I'm going to save that for a little later on. But now you said something telling there, right? When you were in high school, maybe your school didn't have a robust art program and you didn't have a lot of stuff, but when you applied to colleges for art, do they all ask for that? In other words, you have to show them, Hey, here's what I've done or how do most colleges handle that? I think it's pretty standard um, to have a portfolio or for me, when I applied to, I first applied to Temple and that was a portfolio review. So um, they needed 15 pieces. I think that's what it was at the time, but for Kutztown and it might've changed now, but when I was applying, it was just an art test. So they sent you prompts. Like for example, I had to design a postage stamp or I had to draw a self portrait of myself in 
clothing from a different era. Um, so that was just the art test. There was three different things for that, and that wasn't the portfolio review. But I think now it's pretty standard to have a portfolio. Clothing from a different era. Okay, yeah. I'll ask. What what did you draw? <laughs> well, I just I just put myself in like tie dye and like a hippie vest, and I gave like a little peace sign. Um, so I drew that, but it's <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> oh, here I thought you were going to do the 1800s or something. No, I'm that not that awesome. creative. I, I want to take. <laughs> I want to take a look at that. All right, there yeah. you go. Um. All right, now here's a question, and I, I have an opinion. I want to see if you agree with it. If you're going to be an artist, is that something that somehow you're just born with, or can you actually go and anybody learn it? My opinion, as somebody who can barely draw a stick man, all right, is that somehow you're just born with that. What do you think on that? I have gone to some pretty heated debates about this because I personally think it is just a skill. I don't think it's a talent. Um, and I know a lot of people will disagree with me, but my opinion is that I think back to when like my first drawings and it was, I mean, they were terrible and I just, you know, I wanted to keep going. So I just kept practicing. And I feel like as long as you just kind of, I, I, I truly believe anybody can be an artist, um, whether or not, it's drawing something realistic, which takes skill. Um, or, you know, I, I find, uh, I don't know if it's like the words beauty or I appreciate art that's even like crude drawings now and even like kind of drawings that seem um, like elementary. And it's just like, I think ultimately, I think it's a skill that can be developed. Um, but some people will come at me and say that, you know, people are born with the eye that they can see the, the creative, the creative eye and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I can, I can see where they're coming from, but I just really think it's just a skill. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll say it's 50, 50, <laughs> maybe 50, yeah. 50. Although folks, if you ever seen a stick man for me, you would say, are you kidding? That guy's <laughs> terrible. So thank goodness we have people like Dylan and all of our I Dylan. I, I've joked with you guys. That I yeah. say, you know, if, if I'm with you on a cover session, whether in person or now online, that I, you people disgust me because I can't <laughs> do that. But of course, I mean that in the positive way. You folks right. are just fabulous, just awesome. Well, now, you. we're in this weird situation right now, which is going to continue apparently absolutely into next year hopefully that's it you know we'll, mm -hmm. we'll leave that for another discussion you, what you do is it somehow different now or is it just the same but now it's just on a computer screen no so well for me i know the other artists they kind of started off going to school was drawing by hand on like paper but when i started it was always just these virtual sessions so not much change for me my biggest concern was you know, if kids aren't in schools, what's, what's a yearbook even look like? Um, like, will there be a yearbook? And then it's kind of a question of, you know, am I, like, how many covers will I be designing? But I think, I mean, I haven't really seen anything change so far. Should I assume, uh, maybe just our people, is, is anybody doing anything on paper anymore? I don't know. I, we have one artist. He uh, he kind of does it on paper. I'm, I don't know if he's still going to schools now, but he was doing it on paper and sending it to us to kind of design on the computer. But 
I think we're all pretty much on computers now. Interesting. All right. I, I'm old school. I mean, I love what you guys do on the computer. It's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like a good old fashioned sketch. I don't know what it is. I just like seeing the artist with pencils and maybe pens and you guys are doing it on paper. And I've had some yearbook advisors say, I just, that's what I prefer. I right. just like it. That sketchy look. Now, again, that's not, that's not what the final version looks like. Right. Just that sketchy look when you design it. Um, the total computery, uh, I mean, it's okay. It's not the same. But I get it. Anyway, yeah, I kind of, you know? I, I, I definitely appreciate pencil and paper as well. Um, and I think that's more of an experience for the schools too, because they see the sketch and then they see the whole transformation onto the computer. Whereas where I'm doing the virtual session, it's, it's pretty well polished. So it's kind of like the final reveal is not even that much different. I mean, sometimes it is when it's full illustration or something, I don't have the time to do that in the virtual session, but, um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I, I would agree. I think there's definitely value in just paper and pencil for sure. We'll get back to more with Jostin's artist, Dylan Rush, coming up here in just a bit. And if you're a yearbook staff, maybe somehow as you're listening to this, you still haven't done your cover design for this year. Dylan's going to share some advice, you know, things that the artists are looking for, the artists really need before they actually get together with a staff to make a cover. Some good advice, so stay tuned for more on that. Now, I don't have to say, of course, this has been a tough year in so many different ways. And for some folks, tougher than others. In various places, we've heard from a number of schools, yearbook advisors, to the point of saying, you know, maybe maybe we just can't make a yearbook this year. Now, for that, I have two quick thoughts. Number one, the idea of the yearbook is to remember the school year. And this clearly goes down as the most historic school year ever. It begs to have a yearbook. So you've got to have one this year. Otherwise, in years in the future, folks are going to say, what happened? Where's that book? They're going to be looking for this one, all right? But there are some folks in really tough straits right now. They they don't have a yearbook class. Maybe their club doesn't meet. They don't have a lot of time or hardly any time to really get, sit down and work on a book, you know, get photos and all that sort of stuff. They're really in a jam. Well, I've got some pretty smart Justin's colleagues, all right? I'm dumb as a brick. These folks are really smart. And they've come up with a concept that we call Yearbook Express. And so if I just described you, I want you to contact your Justin's representative and ask them about Yearbook Express. And the idea with Yearbook Express is we've done most of the work for you. We've put together some really terrific page layouts that you can easily use. And by terrific, I mean elementary, middle school, high school, all levels. Some of them are pretty plain, you know, pretty much picture spreads and such. But some, some of the more well-developed ones are really cool. They're about certain ideas and topics. And it's easy for you to use them in your book, easy to gather the information. We give you lots of different ways using things like Google Docs and Google Forms and other similar type things to easily gather that information that you would need to use in the book, even if you're all remote, if you eventually end up all virtual, or maybe you are right now. Lots of great ideas that any yearbook staff can use to quickly make a great yearbook with a minimum of time and effort. And by the way, of course, no charge. 
Yearbook Express is just a great idea. So I salute some of my colleagues who put together this idea over the last couple of months. They have done tremendous work. This is awesome. you got to check this out. Even if you're perfectly fine, check out some of the Yearbook Express layouts. You're going to say, hey, we could use those. Absolutely. So for more information on Yearbook Express, make sure you contact your Jostens representative. And if you're a non-Jostens school, hey, we're happy to share out some ideas to show you why Jostens is the best choice in the yearbook industry. Contact your Jostens representative. They can give you more information. Now let's get back to our interview with Jostens artist Dylan Rush. Now I'm assuming we have a lot of different folks kind of, you know, listening in here. We have some veteran folks who have been doing yearbook for years, and they've done a number of cover sessions. And then maybe we have some rookie folks that they still haven't done something like this yet. And I want to come at this from your angle as the artist. When you're going into a cover session with a school, first of all, I think that would scare me to death. <laughs> like, oh my, I'd get nervous and jittery. From your perspective, Coming into a cover art session, I mean, what do you do? What are you thinking? How do you set up? How do you get ready? Yeah, well, I will say I still get nervous going into them. Um, I remember the first day I was kind of shadowing uh, when the designers was doing a cover session. I was just thinking, there's no way I can do that. But it's cool now that, I mean, that's, that's what I'm doing now. So that was kind of cool how that happened. But um, I still get nervous before each one, but something that helps us, I will all speak for myself, I guess, that helps me is when the school knows kind of what they what they want the yearbook cover to look like and they have some sample ideas or it kind of just eases that stress for me because I don't have to worry about what if they say, we don't know what we want, we just want you to create something cool. And for some artists, that's amazing. And they can, they're like, oh, awesome. It's my free time to do whatever I want. But for me, I'm very much... Like, will they like this if I do this? I, don't, I want to make sure they like it. And it just kind of stresses me out. So if the school has like stuff to submit that will help me kind of get an idea of what they're looking for, that's really helpful. Um, but to prepare, I kind of look at what they did in the past few years or just last year and compare and see like what the cover looked like then. They, a lot of times they don't want a similar design. So I think about how I can make it different or... Um, yeah, I just set up my template and uh, I, I get the spine information the same. And then that's kind of how I just set up. And whenever the school joins in, we have that conversation and they kind of tell me what they're looking for. Yeah, whenever but possible. It, yeah. Whenever possible, we ask for schools, hey, give us your ideas in advance, if you would, so that our artists like Dylan or somebody can prepare in advance and do some stuff and so on. But every now and then, right, Dylan, we have somebody that we just sort of start from scratch and you've got a blank screen. And again, that would scare the who's it's out of me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. should I assume, I mean, I'm assuming you still do some of those that just happens. I mean, going yep. into that, are you ready? I mean, I mean, how, how do you handle a situation where you are literally starting with nothing? I, well, I just kind of, I, I, I'll, well, first of all, I do start pretty stressed out, <laughs> um, but then once the school's on and we're kind of talking about it and they're saying they don't really have any ideas, I think back to maybe other designs I've done that are pretty generic, maybe just the, like the year and like maybe having the, like the typography, all that um, just mapped out in a different way or just a creative way that's different from other schools, but 
um, I just kind of take ideas that we've already explored with other schools. Um, and usually, usually the school has a theme, so that's helpful. I just build off the theme, but it's rare that they don't even have that. So if they have that theme, at least we can kind of work together and get a good design going. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a challenge sometimes for sure. All right. Now this next one should be interesting. What are the hot themes for this year? In other words, the ones that you encounter frequently. I think I can take a good guess, but go <laughs> ahead from your perspective. What are the what are the hot themes right now? Well, I'm actually I'm surprised that I haven't had too many repeating themes. A lot of it I thought it was going to be all about, you know, all about the mask and all about social distance. And there were a few covers with that where I had to draw either a mask on the mascot or um make some kind of reference to like the social distancing like it, like the one the one cover was uh it said uh better together and then it said six feet apart which was kind of funny but um yeah there were i a lot of the other covers are kind of just more optimistic and like it says like a brighter future or like looking ahead um so it's not necessarily you don't look at the cover and say oh this is obviously the year of the pandemic but um it can be, you know, like that kind of theme can carry out through other kind of ideas, not just the pandemic, but um, like I said, like looking, looking ahead can be anything. We've seen that in the past, but like I said, I am surprised it's not all about the mask and all about the pandemic. So I wouldn't say there's too much of a repeating theme. But there are some masks out there. Okay. Definitely. They're out there. <laughs> I, I've done a few or I've been part of a few, which is fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Unfortunately for this year, the mask is sort of the defining little graphical element, yeah, which we all sense. hate. But uh, yep. anyway, let's turn this around, Dylan. Let's assume there's a yearbook staff out there. They haven't done their cover yet. All right. Okay. Maybe it's a fall book. They have a little more time. Again, a fall book is defined as one that comes out in like August and September every year after the school year is over. Uh, so they haven't gotten around to this yet. So, But they're going to do a cover. What would your advice be for yearbook staff going into a cover session? In other words, what should they do? What should they put together? What should they handle? Um, well, first, I think typography is a big deal. Um, making sure that we're not having too, too many like conflicting fonts. Um, kind of, I don't know. I like, to, I like more simple designs. So I would say keep it simple um, because usually in the inside of yearbooks are just crazy and there's a lot of pictures and stuff going on. So having a nice clean uh, cover is always good. Um, you know, you want, you want to talk about maybe having the school name on the front or just keeping that to the spine of the book. I would recommend having the year on the front just because I think that's, I know it's kind of fun when you look at it and you know, like this is the, you know, what year it is instead of having to look on the spine. But I think that just, that just determines that it's a yearbook when you have the school, the school year on the cover. But I don't know, kind of just be creative, try to be unique, um, but try also just focus on design and font choices and stuff like that. And, and also just really consider composition. You want to make sure everything looks nice together. Um, but yeah, kind of just have fun with it mostly. All right, let's back up for a moment because you hit one. Typography. Mm -hmm. my, my, my experience over two plus decades now, most yearbook staffs really don't even think about that. They give that very little thought. 
the yeah. font styles and so on. Dylan, why is that important? Well, it's just important because it really sets the mood for the look of the book. So if you want, if you have a very serious theme, you don't want some kind of whimsical font with like curly cues on the end and everything. Cause it just, it just doesn't make sense. And I think people, like you say, people don't think about it, but once you point it out to them, like, Oh yeah, I guess, I guess that does make sense. So I don't know. It just, it really sets the tone and it really um, completes the whole like feel of the book, I would say. All right, now we're talking about covers here, but there is more than just the cover. There's the inside of the book. Right. A lot of folks, I don't think, realize, you know, hey, there's other things we could do. From your experience, what, what are some other artwork, types of artwork that you can do for a school besides the cover? Uh, yeah, so sometimes schools will ask me to design things for their uh, divider pages. Uh, the pages where it kind of says like sports or academics, just some kind of artwork that matches the cover uh, in a way. So maybe there's like some, a lot of designs on the cover with like line work and everything. So maybe they want to repeat some line work on the inside of the book just to keep it kind of consistent. But um, yeah, it, it could be anything. If, 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 they, if they have an idea that they want inside the book, but they can't execute themselves, um, we are the cover artists, but we have no problem kind of doing that ex the extra artwork for them. All right. And again, for folks, maybe they've never done a custom cover before. They just pick one out of the cover book that we give to everybody every year, right. which is fine. There's, you know, there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. Um, along with just the design, we have all these really amazing special effects they go by different kinds of names. One's called Shine FX. Uh, there's a cutout cover. There's all these. I'm curious, you have a favorite? You know, if we want to put something fancy and glitzy on a cover, what's a good choice? Well, I do really like the Shine FX. Um, I just think that really, if you, if you have like a kind of a smooth, like matte cover book, when you have that Shine FX, it really just makes the special elements really stand out. I do also like burnishing for more classic covers. And that's kind of when you get, I mean, you know this, but I'll explain it for everyone who doesn't. But the burnishing is just, it's kind of like a heat press stamp. So if you have a material book, say that the material is kind of red, you stamp the artwork in, it's just like a darker red, but it's indented and it looks, it's kind of like, yeah, it's just branding, but that's always a nice, clean, classy look. But depending on what you're going for, um, my two favorites are the shine effects and the burnishing. Yeah, burnishing, the key word is burn. I mean, we sort of burn it into the cover and it looks really cool. I mean, it looks really neat. And so for, you know, folks, ask your Jostens representative, hey, what, what are some of these other things? And maybe they've discussed them with you. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, there's a cost, okay? I mean, nothing is for free, but it's actually not that expensive. And some of the stuff, like Dylan, you said, it just adds, it just adds a pop or something like, wow, this right. is really cool. All right. Now here's an interesting question. All right. From your years of doing this now, the most difficult cover design you've ever done. And I'll let you define what difficult means. What's yeah. the hardest cover design you've ever done? I was thinking about this um, in case this was going to be one of your questions, but uh, well, first I will, the hardest, Aside from not knowing what to do going into it, um, the actual the actual hardest design I've done was this one 
it was like a, it was like the game of life. They wanted kind of like the board game, but it was they wanted a 3D. So the roads, like the roads are kind of like coming at you, like twisting all around, overlapping each other. And they want the cars on driving around. They wanted trees coming up. Um, and it was just a very 3D look. It's similar to what you'd see on like a modern uh, box of the board game of that that game of life. Um, it's very cartoony and. I would, I would, I, I would assume they use like a 3D rendering kind of program to create it, but doing it just by drawing was very difficult, and it took me a few days to get it right, and then they didn't even like it. So. Oh, you're kidding me! Really? <laughs> yeah, it, it ended up looking just too elementary for a high school, which I thought going into it, and I actually did try to talk them out of it, one, because I was afraid of drawing it, but two, because I knew it was going to look pretty kind of too cartoony, but um, they ended up going with a more like a flat retro look. Of, it's the same theme, but yeah, that that, uh, that few day illustration went to waste. Now, again, this was the school's idea, correct? Right, yep. Okay, it wasn't like your idea and it flopped. It was their right. idea. You did it, and then it flopped. Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe if somebody else would have executed it. They would have liked it more. But I tried my best. <laughs> hey, you guys are awesome. All right, and no, no excuses. Although I tell you, for folks that haven't done a cover session yet, here from your friend Scott and from your friend Dylan, a gentle thought. I've had a couple of of, of sessions, you know, sort of recently where on the other end of the line, remember we're doing this online, it sounds like 10 or 15 people talking at once at the school. And I'm, I'm standing there thinking, okay, I'm not sure who I'm supposed to pay attention to. Who's the artist supposed to pay attention to? Dylan, maybe a gentle thought is find a spokesperson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind that's of, helpful. Can we, can we get one or two people talking, not 10 or 15? Otherwise, it sounds like, <laughs> oh, just crazy, crazy. Yeah, stuff. I know some artists get overwhelmed by that. I, I don't mind it too much. It's usually like kind of the background, they're in the background, but there is typically one person that kind of relays what everyone's talking about, which is very helpful. But yes, it's, if you can have a spokesperson, that's great. Uh, sometimes I pick up what they're talking about in the background, and it's not they're just talking, but the, the spokesperson doesn't tell me yet, but I'm still hearing it. So I'll, I'll do that change. And they're always impressed like, oh, he heard me. <laughs> but um, I just try to kind of keep my ear open just for anything I can hear. It does get a little distracting sometimes, but I don't know, I guess it's just part of the job. But ideally, if you can have a spokesperson, that'd be very helpful. <laughs> my observation is that's one of the downfalls of online. It's hard to sometimes focus on a voice when there's 10 or 15 of them. Mm-hmm. When I've done, and I've done this for many years, when we have a session in person, we're sitting at a table, it's a lot easier to kind of pick up that stuff. Right. So again, since we're doing, folks, if you haven't done this yet, if we're doing online, find one or two people to be your spokesperson so that, to kind of relay stuff to us. That, that makes the job, I think, a lot easier. Yeah. And I think, I think something's worth mentioning with that is you, we, we want, we want the students to still like, talk with each other we don't want just one person to make the executive decisions for everybody so that's just kind of i don't want that to be the confusion there it's like still talk with each other but have one person relay that final thought then we want to make sure everyone's happy with the cover not just that one person
We'll get back to our final segment with Jostin's artist Dylan Rush coming up in just a bit. And I tell you what, if you're a student listening and you're really into art, you love art and you're thinking, hey, this might be something I want to do in the future, Dylan has some great advice for any art students or possible art students. So stay tuned for more on that coming up in just a bit. Now again, we're about to unleash one of the most amazing tools that we've seen in the yearbook business in quite a while. Uh, Johnson Schools, I'm sure you've heard of this, Yearbook Plus is the digital companion to the yearbook. It's brand new. We actually are waiting for an official United States patent on this because it is absolutely one of a kind. It is a chance for every student in school to get in the game. And maybe this year especially, as disconnected as things could happen again, that is something any school could really use. Yearbook Plus is incredible. It has two main features. Number one, every student in school will have the chance to tell their own story with their own pictures, always moderated for safety, of course. But imagine that. Every student gets a chance. So we're talking up to 10 pictures. They could multiply their coverage in the yearbook by 10. And this is all connected to your yearbook. In other words, no one's going to ultimately see anything until your new yearbook comes out. But in the meantime, folks can tell their own story. Hey, I'm into sports. I like, uh, I don't know, tennis. All right, upload some photos. I'm an outdoors person. Hey, upload some photos too. Hey, I have a girlfriend. All right, upload some photos there. Hey, here's my me and my pet dog. Okay, upload photos. You're telling your own story with your own pictures. It's easily done, and everybody in the building can take part. Or this year, you don't even really have to be in the building. Everybody in the yearbook can take part. Now, along with that, the yearbook staff, which maybe has some excess images of a football or homecoming or chemistry class or whatever it is, they will have the opportunity to attach extra digital images to pages in their book. So let's go for chemistry, all right? On the chemistry page, we mark an image as what we call a trigger. We put a little icon on it. Somebody sees that when the book comes out. Ooh, ooh, they grab their phone. They snap a picture of that. And instantly on their phone, all of these extra pictures about chemistry. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Every page in the book you'll be able to do this with, all courtesy of Yearbook Plus. This is not an app, which means it can be used on any device, anywhere, at any time. In other words, five years from now, ten years from now, and so on. Whatever devices we have at that point. Yearbook Plus is the real deal, and it gets everybody in school involved. I guarantee distribution day is going to be a whole different game now. Everyone's going to have their phone there when they get their new book. They're going to be snapping pictures to see all the neat stories that come popping up on their phones. This is phenomenal. Yeah, again, no charge. This is just a lot of added value for Justin schools to really make this a complete storytelling effort. Yearbook Plus is something you absolutely need to use this year. If somehow you still don't know about this, contact your Johnson's representative. They have all the information for you, how to get things started, what to do during the year. You get a special website all year long to keep track of everybody and everything. This is unbelievable. We are changing the game again with your book, this time with your book plus. Get the information. 
contact your Johnston's representative. If you're a non-Johnston school, contact your Johnston's representative as well, saying, what is that Yearbook Plus thing? They'll be happy to fill you in. All right, let's get back to our final segment now with Johnston's artist, Dylan Rush. Now, Dylan, I'm going to assume maybe we have some students listening, and maybe we have some students that are interested in art. Yeah. Um, you know, they do, they already do stuff now, or they think they're pretty good. And I tell you, Dylan, over the years, I've seen some student artists do some just fantastic work. Like, wow, that's really, really good. Mm -hmm. I usually follow that with, are you going to art school or something? Because I'm thinking this person has got some real talent, but for any students that might be listening and they're, they're an artist or they have an interest in art. What advice would you give them? All right. You were in their shoes, you know, a number of years ago. Um, yeah. If they're at a high school or a private school or wherever they are right now, what advice would you give them? Well, I, I definitely do recommend um, going to school as much as somebody wants to or not. It's just, it just changes their whole perspective and you just learn so much more about art. Um, but that's also coming from me who didn't have the art class in high school. So um especially for the for the for those that are like me went to like a kind of smaller school definitely go to i would say definitely try to go to college even if it's just a community college but uh just kind of get another professional opinion that can help you and polish your skills but ultimately i I just know that i really valued my education just because i learned so much i never even would have thought of like typography for example and like how important that is and you know stuff like that but um and composition and all of that. But ultimately my, my, my biggest concern looking at schools was, do I go to an all art school or do I go to school that has art? Um, which I ended up going to school that has art because I, I, uh, I don't know. I just felt like it was more of like a college experience. Uh, I don't really know. I'm not really basing that off of anything other than my experience, but it was helpful because I took other classes like psychology and stuff like that. And, I found that I had interest in psychology from taking that class. So it was helpful to do that. So if, if they were up to me to give advice, I would say go to school that has art and not necessarily an art school, but I mean, that's just my own experience. That's kind of interesting because I was going to follow up. Obviously there are art schools, usually in big cities like New York or Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. I mean, pick your city. There's probably an art school in there. You think you, you like the more of the sort of the well-rounded college experience instead? I thought so. And I mean, I don't know. That's just kind of, I, don't, I guess it also depends on what your aspirations are. If you're trying to be in a, you know, like ad agency or something, you have big schools out there that are just art schools that these agencies will look at. Um, I'm not too familiar which which ones those are, but you know, there's the big name schools. And for all I know, those are, better for getting you closer to the job that you want but as just as far as I mean my personal preference I would just say the kind of well-rounded school experience all right now this might sound like a dumb question but all right here you're you're working for a yearbook company all right Mm -hmm. obviously you're an artist what other jobs are there out there for artists I mean you mentioned ad agency and those yep. are pretty, a lot of those are in cities. Okay. Right. I mean, what uh, I'm thinking about the internet and websites and apps and all this stuff now that we didn't have, maybe not that long ago. What, what sort what sort of work is out there for somebody interested in art? 
Yeah, well, I think there's the one thing is to differentiate the the art versus design. Um, so art, you know, when I think of art, I think of painting and drawing and ceramics and fiber art and stuff like that. But when you think about design, you're thinking graphic design and um, illustration and web design and stuff like that. So as far as I know, like I'm, I'm more familiar with things in the design world. And that's, like I said, that's web, that's apps you're designing, you're designing like user experience. Um, and that's just kind of how the user would kind of go around. It's, it's the design of how they're interacting with maybe like a website, for example, and I might be, I might not be totally correct with that, but you know, the ease of, you know, have even as simple as having at a website where it says back to top instead of having to scroll all the way to the top, someone's designing it. So it says about, and that says back to top. So that's kind of like the experience you're designing for the person. Um, you know, there's design agencies where you're designing packaging, um, stuff like that. So there's product design, all kinds of stuff, but um, it's definitely not just limited to yearbook covers. That's for sure. <laughs> all right. Now, a, a while back, we mentioned the good old fashioned, you know, paper, pencil, sketching, stuff like that. In this sort of new world we're living in right now, if I'm a student, or, or is the thought, you know, you've got to, you've got to do digital. You've got to do digital design. That's the only way you can be successful. That old stuff is old. Don't even bother with it. How, how would you react to that? Yeah, well, there's definitely the, 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 the debate between like all digital. They all say like print is dead and all that. But um, I wouldn't, I know that, again, it's depending on kind of if you're like looking about like making the most money or just having like the best like, lifestyle or just kind of what's happy for you but i think that digital is is it's definitely they're looking like they're looking for digital artists but there are still places that are looking for print artists and um i don't i don't have a preference i i do like print i like i think digital is cool i uh i don't know because i mean you still have the package designers you have to figure out how the boxes fold and all that kind of stuff and you have to design for that there's always going to be packaging. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, def, I definitely don't agree that print is dead by any means, but as far as websites, they're a huge, they're a huge deal and apps and all that. So that's the digital side and that's important too. All right. One more question, sort of an open-ended question here. All right. We're in this most bizarre year ever, and it's going to continue into 2021, whether we like it or not. How could this strange year you're in or we're in, how can that change what you do in the future? I mean, have things really changed? I'm talking about the actual work that you do, or is it just we're doing it on a computer screen now? I'm just wondering, you know, I think about education and so on in schools and the way they do things, I think is going to change in the future because of all this stuff we're going through right now. They're going to do some things differently. Now, from your point of view, your line of work, all mm -hmm. the stuff that we're dealing with right now, is it going to change what you do? Well, I don't. As far as like just yearbooks and stuff, uh, the only like I said, the only way I can change, I would I would predict is just if, um, I don't know, we just don't have print yearbooks anymore. But so far, like I said, nothing has changed for me. Um, as far as schooling and the way way students are kind of, you know, learning, I think that 
it's 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 going to be a different experience for sure if they're just learning learning online and through through the screen but i've even in my grad classes it was a lot of online stuff too and it was it wasn't i mean it wasn't terrible it was just everyone just changed and adapted you do the my grad experience was different because it was very one-on-one -on -one with me and the professor so i didn't have the collaborative aspect with my classmates where you're kind of bouncing ideas off each other um but I'm sure that, I mean, I think with these Zoom calls and uh, Google Meets and stuff like that, you're still with your classmates and it's just a matter of uploading online and everyone looking at it versus printing it out and showing in class. So I don't, I don't, I mean, it's going to change, but it's going to be different. I don't think it's going to be too different. It's just going to be changed the way they do it. Um, but I think the whole course and structure of the way classes are run is, would still be the same, but. And yes, folks, please wear pants. Okay, yeah. our pants. <laughs> <laughs> and remember to mute or unmute your microphone. <laughs> I still see these bloopers. Oh, there you go. The hot mic. Yeah, make sure your mic <laughs> yeah. is kind of on or off. Whoops. I still see these bloopers of people working from home and the guys in his underwear. I'm like, seriously, pal, you want to put on a pair <laughs> of pants? All right, come on, man. <laughs> Wear a hat like Dylan's doing here. I That's don't care true. about the hat, but put on a pair of pants, would you? Yeah. And maybe you will locate to Switzerland. I don't know. I right, mean, right. I mean, literally, am I right? What you're doing right now, you could do from Switzerland. You could do it from, I don't know, China. You could do it from Australia. You could do yeah. it from Antarctica. You could probably do it and this from anywhere, right? I would assume so, yeah, as long as, because well, my all most of my clients are here on the East Coast of, of the United States. So as long as I'm awake when they're awake do my job i guess i can i guess i can go anywhere i don't know now eventually folks yes don't no doom and gloom here we're gonna get back to what we used to call normal yeah. we from Justin's, we've always loved doing workshops where we invite multiple schools to come to a school or a hotel or someplace and we bring in dylan and some of his colleagues and they sit down and and do covers and stuff I don't know, Dylan, are, are you looking forward to those situations? Do you miss those situations? Maybe you like what you're doing right now. What, what do you think? Yeah, so I've only experienced that once. Um, so I, I do art tech and design. There's there's just the designers and there's art tech, but um, I'm one that just uh, that does both. So I don't, the designers travel. We just, I just sit at my computer still and do the virtual sessions. But one time I didn't go to a, a workshop where I was live in front of the students. And I did really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I can't really speak to that because I've only done it once, but um, I'm used to the virtual things. I mean, if I get the opportunity in the future to do it, I think it'd be fun and I would like it, but yeah, I don't, know. I don't have a preference right now. But you've been pressed into more duty. I should have asked this earlier. What's your daily schedule like right now? Well, right now we're doing a lot of the virtuals, so I'll have maybe three or four, or yesterday I had seven, <laughs> so that's rare. Um, I'll have three or four or five virtual sessions almost every day, so I kind of focus on those, and I'll do some other work for yearbooks that are already not finished, but that just need some tuning and some like placement, putting on the templates and everything. I'll work on those between each session, but once once the virtual season's over um i'll get to just starting to doing the actual cover not just the sketch so it'll be me kind of waking up and just designing all day and not really meeting with anybody and just kind of focusing on that 
Yeah, but you kind of hit it there. Uh, and I've heard this from some of the other folks. You did seven sessions the other day. Right. <laughs> I would be grabbing the Tylenol if I had to do <laughs> yeah. seven sessions in a day. And they're all different. Yeah. With seven different groups of people. And that's, I won't call it the norm, but that's a bit more regular than it ever was in the past. Yeah. That's why I'm wondering if you people are going crazy or not. Not yet. I mean, I I was I was off for the summer, just got back in September, so I'm still kind of new this season. But um, if it was seven days, seven virtuals a day every day, that would definitely be pretty strenuous. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. But it's happening. All right. It's happening. Yep. So again, for those folks, if you haven't done your cover session yet, somehow, doesn't matter if you're with Jostens or some other company, come up with some ideas in advance, get them to your artist in advance so they can do some prep work. See if you can find one or two people to be your spokespersons instead of 10 or 15 people talking at the same time, and you'll have a great experience, I, I think. Does that sound about right, Dylan? Yeah, and I think again, most importantly, just kind of express your thoughts. Just we, we want this to be, I mean, it's your yearbook. We want it to be perfect for everybody. So if you see, like I, I always say, I mean, if you see something you don't like, just tell me. Like you won't hurt my feelings. This isn't my, this isn't my cover. You know, the only time my feelings was hurt was when I spent days on that life cover. <laughs> that was a, uh, that was an actually, I mean, that was just a joke. But um, yeah. <laughs> so just yeah, just, the after a whole bunch of these folks, we have thick skins, right? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. And it's not, you're not, you're not annoying us. You're not, you know, it's like I said, you're not wasting our time. It's just your cover. So we want to make sure it's right for everybody. Well, Dylan, I really appreciate the time. This was enlightening. Even though I've been doing this for over two decades, I just learned a few things there and cool. while we've been talking. So that's really cool. Keep up the good work. Um, put on your pants, you know, roll out of bed or whatever. Uh, you guys are just the best. You are just awesome, awesome stuff. And thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. A big thank you again to our friend Dylan Rush, artist for Jostin's Yearbooks. Dylan is a youngster, if you will. He's been at this only about five or six years. Again, we've had some folks going over three decades now, and they're still doing tremendous work. And I'm just, I'm stunned every time I work with these folks. I just think, man, I couldn't do this if, to save my life. Look what they're doing right on the screen and usually in less than an hour. It's just like, wow. Uh, we are so fortunate to have our crew of Jostens artists. We're so glad to have them on our team. And again, if you're a non-Jostin school and maybe some of your artwork has been, shall we say, rather underwhelming, you know, just like eh, kind of cartoony or simple or, oh boy, not very colorful, not many effects to go with it, not just, you know, a cover that just doesn't grab attention, tell, tell you what, contact your Jostin's representative. They will fill you in. We would love to have you on our team. And we will do top-rate work no matter where you are, no matter how big you are. Come work with us. we got some really cool stuff. In the meantime, again, folks, hang in there. All right? We're all hanging in there together. Let's make an historic yearbook for an historic year. That's my goal this year. And, folks, thanks again for listening to the Yearbooking Report podcast. <music>